This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Tuesday afternoon, January 9th, 2024. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us in the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. Tax filing season opens on January 29th. We'll discuss what you should be doing to get ready in our next segment. Right now, it appears the robots are taking over at the annual edition of CES. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is... Jennifer Jolly, Tech Life columnist for USA Today, founder and editor-in-chief of Techish.com, following CES. And uh, maybe you remember CES when it was at McCormick Place in Chicago. It is bigger (laughs) and grander in Las Vegas. I was in in, in Vegas for CES uh, about 20 years ago. And uh, there's obviously the main show itself, which is interesting. But of course, the people watching is fantastic. Fantastic, and uh, my memory of that is watching a, a tech executive uh, bet and lose about uh, ten thousand dollars playing dice in front of me at the Venetian. So that's the kind of crowd you get at CES. <laughs> that is, I think the crowd maybe changed a little bit. About one hundred forty thousand people here right now, scouring gadgets that cover the equivalent of forty-three football fields. That includes robots that finally, I've been coming to these for about two decades myself. And, you know, every year there's these cute and quirky kind of, oh, wow, robots. But they're really just concepts. They're cute. Maybe they can vacuum a little, maybe wash a window. But finally, this year, 2024, will go down as a year robots are as handy as they are cute. This starts with what looks like a Wally kind of uh, cute little robot, but it's um, Matic, M-A-T-I-C. They have completely reinvented a, a smart AI robot vacuum and mop combo. I've been reviewing robot vacs for 20 years. This solves so many problems in ways I haven't seen before not seen a smart vac as good as this. Um, it uses AI cameras, five AI cameras, uh, to mimic the ways humans see and figure out space in a home to clean it better, more quickly, even more quietly. It's packed with personality. It understands gestures and voice commands. So you just point and you say, hey, Matic, clean this, and it does. Uh, it comes out later this year. You'll be hearing a lot more about this because it really is that 
revolutionary next step in in our smart home vacuum cleaners. And of course, everybody who has a Roomba can tell you they have to set up sensors around the room so the Roomba knows not where to even. go and what to yeah. avoid and, and not to fall downstairs. And it seems like the AI component uh, is it allows the vacuum cleaner to teach itself, uh, no, don't go there or go here first. It, it knows what's wet. It handles that with a mop. It knows what's a Lego. It knows what cords are. It doesn't get tangled in anything. It doesn't get stuck in anything. I mean, two former Google Nest engineers who had Roombas said, wait, we basically have flying cars now, but we haven't figured this out. Set it upon themselves to figure it out, and they absolutely have. And is that really kind of the the big takeaway from the show this year, that uh, it's, it's all about the robots? It's all about the AI. I say this year uh, it should be called C-E-A-I-S. It's all about AI being embedded in everything from shoes to laptops to televisions. And what that looks like is uh, not a creepier gadget, which is kind of what I started. I came in here thinking, oh, AI, what's it really do? It's just another tool. But it personalizes your gadget. It locks in your information onto the gadget. Um, These it sends less out to the cloud, less back to parent companies, and it and it makes them work and know more about you. I mean, it really is the next big step in where technology is headed. Jennifer Jolly, Tech Life columnist for USA Today, founder and editor-in-chief of Techish.com, talking about some of the coolest gadgets on display at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Cashing in with conversation, the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The IRS has announced January 29th as the date for the official opening of tax filing season. That means you should be doing things now to help the process go as smoothly as possible. Let's get some direction from Elizabeth Buffardi, founder of Crescendo Financial Planners and co-chair of the Personal Financial Planning Forum for the Illinois CPA Society based in Oakbrook. Elizabeth, uh, thank you for joining us today. Tax season begins officially January 29th, so if you're in the accounting industry, it's no rest until April 15th. That's right. (laughs) Everybody's starting to gear up. Now, what I mean, obviously, uh, uh, the people on the accounting side of the ledger are uh, have been preparing for quite some time for the start of tax season. But uh, what should you, as the average taxpayer, do right now to make sure you're ready to file your taxes and you can take advantage of all of the deductions that are available to you? So, the first thing that you're going to want to think about is if you own mutual funds in a taxable account meaning like a non-retirement account, you're going to want to double check what you got from as distributions from those before the end of 2023. In 20, 2022 was a very was a down year for the market. And so the distributions that came out of those mutual funds weren't as large as what they were in 2021. And but 2023 was an up year for the market. So there's a good chance that your distributions from your mutual funds are going to look a lot more like 2021 distributions than 2022s. So you so if you're expecting a refund, you might want to double check and do some quick math to make sure that you're actually going to get a refund because you have until January 16th of this year, so next week, in order to pay your fourth quarter estimated tax which will help you avoid any penalties and interest for underpayment. 
And then uh, if, if, if let's just say, you know, if you feel like I want to call the, for the lack of a, a, a lack of a better word, the average taxpayer and uh, you have uh, income taxes to worry about. You have uh, uh, some college savings plans. You have a couple of retirement plans. You have a mortgage. Uh, you have property taxes. Uh, what are some things that you can do just to make sure that you have everything under in, in one spot and uh, available to you when, when when the time to file comes? So most of the 1099s are typically due to or due to be sent out on January 31st. Some things you can actually look up online, like sometimes you can look up your um, your brokerage account uh, 1099s ahead of time. Um, if you're invested in, I'll say, some different things that are maybe a little more aggressive, meaning like private REITs and that sort of thing, you might end up not getting that 1099 from the brokerage house until March 15th. So that's something that you want to be aware of. Um, But most normal people get their 1099s by about uh, February 15th or from their brokerage houses. Um, The other thing that you're going to want to think about too is do you have some extra cash laying around such that you could put money into a Roth IRA? So for 2023, if your AGI is below 138,000 as a single person and 200 and uh, I think it's 208,000 as a married couple, then you can put money into a Roth IRA. So if you've got some extra money laying around, that might be a great place to put it. Elizabeth Buffardi, founder of Crescendo Financial Planners and co-chair of the Personal Financial Planning Forum for the Illinois CPA Society based in Oak Brook. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, some of the hottest gadgets at this year's Consumer Electronics Show. What's beyond the robots? Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Each January, the latest devices, gadgets, and games are on display at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Let's learn about some of the coolest new stuff of the year from Carl Prouty, the technologist at Apt Electronics in Glenview. Carl, thank you for joining us today. Uh, earlier, we heard from Jennifer Jolly about uh, some of the AI and robot uh, home assistant devices that are on display at CES in Las Vegas. But there's so much more to this show, and there are some things that you will see on store shelves, maybe at Apt in Glenview before too long. And uh, what are some of the things that are jumping out at you, Carl? Well, so we had a chance to stop by the ASUS booth. They do a lot of computer stuff, and they had a really cool dual-display OLED screen laptop, and it has a keyboard that magnetically attaches to one of the screens, so you can use it just like a regular laptop, or you can take it off, and now you have two full-size screens to work on. So that was something that was really cool to see. Uh, They had another 39-inch curved OLED gaming monitor. So if you're a big gamer that is going to be something that's great to have. It's got a super fast response rate and a really fast refresh rate. So everything runs really smoothly on there and the color quality is just unbelievably good. Those were, uh, those were a couple of the really nice things that we saw last night when we got here. And it sounds like as far as laptops are concerned, it really kind of reflects the reality that today uh, a laptop is so much more than just a device for getting work done. Uh, it really is your entertainment center as well. Absolutely, yes. Um, you kind of run. You, people kind of operate their lives through those mobile devices now. Whether it's their whether it's their smartphone or whether it's their computer, and computers are just have the op, the ability to be so much more powerful, and they're just getting lighter and more portable. That uh, that people are really gravitating towards them to kind of do all their daily stuff. 
And then speaking of phones, uh, Samsung is uh, coming out with a new flip phone, and but but no, we're not going back to 2003. <laughs> no, uh, right now it's called the In and Out Flip. Uh, it is just a concept at the moment, but it basically you can flip it inside out. It's kind of hard to to explain, but it's basically a flip phone that you can fold all the way around so that the screen is all always accessible to you. So if you want a smaller version of it, you flip it all the way around and you can use a small screen. If you want it to be a full-size phone, you have it out completely flat and you have a nice big screen that you uh, that you can use and it's just it's a really it's a it's an interesting concept. It'll be uh it'll be I'm curious to see how it actually how it how it actually fits into people's lives. And this next item, uh, it's from Bosch, which uh, I think most of us uh, associates it with uh, dishwashers and uh, home convenience items. But uh, they're they're branching out and also uh, uh, staking uh, uh, new territories in in energy. Yeah, they have. Uh, they they've uh, showed off some pretty interesting stuff. They're they're kind of moving towards hydrogen powered <clears throat> cells. Um, which are extremely green. They produce very little waste. It's basically just water, uh, water waste that's coming out when you're using hydrogen to power things. So that's something that's very interesting. They also have some uh, some cool technology that's supposed to help park your electric car and then charge it automatically. So they're they're doing some innovative stuff. I think that's going to make people's lives quite a bit easier. Carl Prouty, the technologist at Apt Electronics in Glenview in Las Vegas for CES. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead in Travel Tuesday, taking a trip to ease the strain of a divorce or a relationship breakup. We'll talk about that next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station. News Radio 105.9. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Winter making its presence felt with a mixed bag of slippery precipitation in the latest live AccuWeather forecast coming up just a moment. A federal appeals court is hearing arguments in former President Trump's immunity case. Travel Tuesday finding yourself far away after a divorce or a major breakup. The temporary casino in downtown Chicago is falling well short of city budget projections. WBBM business, the markets are lower. The Dow now down 239 points. The Nasdaq down just a fraction. S&P 500 down 13. AccuWeather says for the rest of today, the windy with periods of snow north and west of the city. Could see some snow, sleet, and rain in the city and along the lakefront high today of 37. It's 1231. Let's get the latest now on uh, the changing weather conditions, not only only with uh, the sleet and snow we'll deal with this afternoon, but how this is going to switch over to all snow tonight. Here's AccuWeather meteorologist Brian Thompson. Yeah, Rob, we have uh, some sleet and rain falling in the city and near the lakefront right now. It's where things have uh, warmed up a little bit more. We're up to around 35, 36, 37 degrees. So uh, even if there isn't any snow mixing, and chances are it's not sticking to much of anything. It's the far north and western suburbs where the snow is still accumulating uh, somewhat. And we'll consider to see the snow north and west of the city through the afternoon at snow, sleet, and rain mix closer to the city and at the lakefront. Total snow accumulation. This concludes what already f- uh, fell this morning and overnight. It's about three to six inches expected across the Chicago area near the lakefront. Six to as much as 12 inches across many northern and western suburbs as we will switch this all over to snow tonight before it wraps up later on tonight. Brian Thompson, News Radio 1059 WBBM. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are lower right now. Actually, they're mixed once again. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk based in Chicago. Michael, thank you for joining us today and it's been a bit of a struggle for the markets to kick off 2024 is this simply a case are the markets like all of us are they going into january promising to uh, uh, work off the sugar high from the holidays or is there something uh, more serious at play well good afternoon robin thanks for having me on and happy new year you know uh whenever you have a big market run-up like we had last year it tends to uh, start the next year a little bit sluggish, and that's what's happening here. We pulled a lot of what we had expected for maybe a first and second quarter uh, rise in the stock market back into 2023 when the market rallied about 15% in the last two months. So I was on your show end of last year warning that we're going to probably have a, a Santa Claus rally, and that ended up happening. And again, it pulled a lot of the gains we might have seen in 24 back into 23. So it's going to be a tough year with, with the S&P up near 4,800 um, and trading at like 19 to 20 times forward earnings. Uh, you know, with rates where they're at 4% in the 10-year, it's going to be really difficult to have any kind of a serious gain this year. But again, if, if markets are flat to maybe slightly up this year, which is what we expect at MJP Capital, that would be a heck of a good year considering what happened last year. And then uh, 2024 is an election year. And uh, before we talk about uh, potential policies or even who's, uh, you know, who's going to be the final two when it's all said and done, are there historical patterns in how the markets react uh, going into an election year? There, there's not 
not not a pattern, but I mean, you could say maybe a little bit of a bias to a, a, a bullish sentiment. Um, and then a, a lot of times it's a sell the news type event after the election. Depends on who gets elected. Now, back when Trump was elected, it was the opposite. It was, uh, you know, it, there was a, a fear after he got elected, but but once he got elected, the market rallied huge because it was it had already sold off. So we actually had a great rally. This year, it's hard to tell. We don't even know where the candidates are yet. I think one thing you can predict for sure is a lot of volatility. Um, you know, people remember what happened in 2020, how quite honestly insane that year got, both politically and, and just across the board and all the different things that were happening between COVID and everything else. Um, even in this city, we remember how volatile that summer was. So, yeah, there's a little bit of fear of what's going to happen here. We don't know who the candidates are. We kind of think maybe we knew, but but there's a lot of uncertainty. Markets don't like uncertainty. So, again, this sets up for a tough year this year, not because – of poor results in, in earnings, but just because of the uncertainty of the election and that we had such a gigantic move up last year. And as I said, a lot of the 24 uh, um, rally we could have seen got pulled into 23. So it's pretty hard to rally after the market gains 15% in the last two months. So then, expect expect us to tread water for a while. And then very quickly, Michael, on the subject of uncertainty, and that is it seems like a lot of the uh, the bullishness uh, to end last year was predicated on this idea that we will see three interest rate cuts in 24. And maybe there could be a little bit of trepidation, some uncertainty about those predictions go, now that the new year is here. Yeah, and again, it's the rumor versus the news. We'll have to see if this actually happens. And, you know, the market's actually expecting cuts. I'm not so sure we get them this year. If we don't get them this year, hopefully the Fed will at least signal that they're coming, because otherwise you're going to see a bond market sell-off, which will cause a stock market sell-off. So hopefully that won't happen. Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk, based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Travel Tuesday, getting away from it all in the aftermath of a personal breakup. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday. A divorce or breakup can leave people looking for a getaway as part of the healing process. Let's get some ideas from Angie Rice, co-founder of Boutique Travel Advisors in Scottsdale, Arizona. Find her online at travelbta.com. Angie, thank you for joining us today. And since everything, every phenomenon requires a catchphrase, apparently this is called a start a new a moon, uh, where people decide to go on vacation to get their groove back after a divorce or a, uh, a messy breakup. Very true. And divorce and breakups are a real reality. And sometimes it requires a mindset or a shift in order to overcome the situation and look for positivity. And what are some things, you know, it's your your mind is a total just maelstrom at that moment. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on. Uh, what are some things that you should be thinking about if you are planning this type of trip in that situation? Right. And we have family, we have friends that we support through these difficult times. And we also, in my case, have clients and I'm sure other businesses have clients as well. And I think it's really looking for opportunities to be in an environment that's going to be supportive. So in some cases, that might be taking a solo journey and really allowing yourself the opportunity to 
think about the situation and set goals for yourself as you enter this new space in life. Or maybe it's grabbing those friends or family members who have really supported you through this difficult time. I know in my case, I've done some girl trips and I've encouraged some friends that were recently divorced to just stop what you're doing and come join us. And it really has become a new tradition for them to really take time for themselves. When you are planning uh, this type of trip, uh, do you take care to avoid suggesting destinations that might serve as a reminder of the relationship that just ended? Well, I wouldn't suggest going to the place maybe where you honeymooned with your ex, but certainly I also find that it's important to allow yourself to travel more freely and recognize that a travel experience is more about the person and less about necessarily the past. You don't want to have a negative connotation about a destination. I remember I had a client who said, oh, I used to go on all these trips with my husband. And I said, get rid of the pictures of you and the husband in these destinations and replace them with pictures of you or of the destination. And she said, oh my gosh, overcoming that was a big deal for me. And I think finding a destination that's really going to support what your new goals might be. So for some people who are going through a breakup, it might be, I want to be more active. And I would suggest maybe joining a backroads tour with maybe a friend or in cases like joining a small group, you can be more comfortable going solo. And maybe you walk the, the El Camino Trail or maybe it's going on a cruise or an expedition experience that allows you to do something that maybe it allows you to overcome your fears, for example. And in some ways, uh, maybe you can do something now that you couldn't do before because you have the ability to do so. I completely agree. And I think sometimes relationships are difficult because it's a give and take. And I think sometimes you're in a relationship and there's things that you know, you're trying to compromise in the middle, but now this is opportunity to really focus on what are the things that I like to do? How do I like to travel? And really prioritize your own interests because when we take care of ourselves and we find ourselves happy, I think we're we're a better person and we're more likely if we're looking for a new relationship in the future to probably be a better representation of ourselves. And you know, when you think about traveling and being in a situation with a breakup or a divorce, I will also share with you Surprisingly, we have families that go through divorce where the husband and wife will travel with the children as part of maybe putting closure on the relationship, saying, look, we're still a family, even though mom and dad don't live together. Or we even have families that continue to travel together. Now, granted, they're not necessarily sharing accommodations, but they're figuring out a way to prioritize their children and to use travel as a vehicle to spend time together as a family when on a day-to-day basis, the children might not feel as such. Angie Rice, co-founder of Boutique Travel Advisors in Scottsdale, Arizona. Find her online at travelbta.com. Join us at this time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday. And still to come, the Chicago Casino isn't delivering the tax revenue the city was expecting. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. City of Chicago budget projections call for about $3 million a month in tax revenue from the temporary Bally's Casino at the former Medina Temple. And so far, it's not even close. Let's check in with Bob Reed, business writer and contributor, Chicago Magazine. Bob, thank you for joining us today. And It seems like the uh, temporary casino in the former Medina Temple uh, so far is uh, rolled a snake eyes, especially when compared to the competition elsewhere in the Chicago area. Well, that looks uh, like that's true for the time being. Right now, it looks like that uh, Bally's uh, facility is trying to get up and running. And as you mentioned, 
it is a shortfall. They brought in roughly eight and a half million dollars in December. The city gets about eight hundred and sixty five thousand of that. The state gets about a million. That is off the pace because um, Chicago was hoping to get about three million dollars a month and it's not making that great. That said, you're absolutely right about the amount of competition. When you think about it, we had 10 casinos for a long time statewide. We now have 15 casinos. You're talking about 45,000 slots that are statewide. There's a lot of competition in the Chicago market. So the Bally's people are going to have to step it up in terms of marketing if they want to start making their numbers. The uh, to- for the month of December, the Bally's temporary casino eight point five million in total adjusted gross receipts, and getting smoked by the Rivers Casino in Des Plaines, which generated forty five point four million dollars mm-hmm. in the month of December. So it's not just enough to uh, put up some slot machines and some table games. You got to find another reason to get people inside the door. Well, and that's one of the things Bally's is trying to do. You know, first off, they have expanded the hours. They're now open 24 hours. They've done more promotions. They are offering free parking. There are shuttle buses uh, into some neighborhoods, and that has caused some issues for uh, the casino as well. Uh, They're probably going to have to do a lot more. They already have, I think, in the neighborhood of uh, 800 slots. You know, Rivers has 1,000. So it seems to me they're going to try to get more out of what they have before they start expanding the floor. But, yeah, uh, casinos aren't shy about marketing themselves, though, so I expect Bally's will step it up and try to improve its take. And then very quickly, Bob, can Bally's also point to the fact that this is the temporary casino, you need the dinner, you need the show, you need other things to get people into the casino, and that's what the competition has, and uh, right now this temporary casino uh, is lacking. I think you can make that case. You know, people have to get familiar with the Bally's uh, name and the way it runs a casino. But keep in mind that that big project that you mentioned, that's going to be huge. That's what, $1.7 billion. It will be built out over in stages. But it's going to have entertainment centers, restaurants, green space. It's going to be a whole different animal than what you see in Medina Temple. Bob Reed, business writer and contributor for Chicago Magazine. Thank you for joining us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 